Choices You Can Live With Written by Nia Read by Jem Asteria Art by Nia Chapter 2 of 20 A few hours later, Wang is woken up by the sound of his phone incessantly vibrating. He lifts his head from Lunjin's chest and freezes. Whatever haze the alcohol had induced washes away and all he feels is mounting dread upon remembering just what he had done. The room reeks of sandalwood and the underlayers of something sweeter that Wang can't quite place. He grabs his clothes, trying not to wake Lunjun, and dresses in a hurry. He checks his phone and finds messages from both Nei Waisung and Jung Chung. He curses at himself as he steals a glimpse in Lanjun's sleeping form. He looks peaceful, unruffled. Wang feels his stomach turn with shame and guilt. Everything that had happened between them could only be considered a drunken mistake, but Wang knows he should have stopped it. He shouldn't have gotten carried away like that. He needed to apologize to Lanjun somehow. But not now. He feels too ashamed. He covers Lanjun with a throw blanket that had been on the armrest before heading out. He somehow makes his way to the bathroom. He finds the route there thankfully devoid of people due to the party being over with only a few stragglers left. He's grateful because it gives him the space to pull himself together and stop looking like a guilty criminal. He cleans up the... mess the evidence of his mistake, and puts himself together as best he can. He feels like trash. Worse than that, even. He feels like a screw-up for getting carried away like that. He doesn't want to let it show, however. He doesn't think he'd survive it if someone asked if he was okay. He decides to put on his usual smile and heads out to find his brother. He finds him and Nei Waisang together standing by the car. A Waisang lets out a sigh of relief when he notices him and Zheng Cheng scowls. Where the fuck have you been? Zheng Cheng shouts, and Wang chuckles, trying his best to seem aloof about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, drank too much too fast and needed to lie down. Don't worry. By the way, Nei Xiong, your brother's friends with Lan Zheng's older brother, right? He asks, and Nei Waisang seems surprised, but nods. Do you know the way to his house, then? Someone should get him home. He drank a beer and it seems he's a total lightweight, he says jokingly. Jung Chung crosses his arms and moves closer, probably to chastise him before he frowns and leans towards him. He sniffs around him and pulls back, all the while making a repulsed face. What the hell? Why do you smell like that? He asks disgustedly, and Wang winces remembering what happened. Right, I probably smell like Lin Chun's pheromones. Oh, uh, <laughs> I carried Linjun to the basement. I guess I must have some of his scent still on me, he says easily enough and ignores Chung Chung as he complains about Lan Wenji needing scent blocker patches or something. Nei Waisung says they'll deal with getting Lan Wenji home, so they say goodbye and head on home. The morning after the day you make a stupid mistake is like any other. You might feel different, but your room stays the same. Neighbors mow their lawns and time discontinues. The world keeps turning completely uncaring of your inner turmoil. Ugh, rude. Wang gets out of bed as late as usual, takes a long shower, and is about to walk down to get some breakfast when he sees his dirty clothes on the floor. 
the ones that upon picking up, he realizes, still have a faint scent of sandalwood. Memories of the night before crash over him like a tidal wave, and he has to take even deep breaths to prevent himself from panicking. He still doesn't understand exactly what happened. He knows what he did, what happened between him and Lanjun, but he doesn't understand how they both got so carried away. The way he acted, offering himself up as if by instinct, the warmth, the need. He acted like a typical Omega in heat, except that Wang has never been in heat. So it could have only been the drinks, right? Right. And that would explain why, why Lan Zhen also didn't stop him. Wang can't help but feel guilty and ashamed. Lan Zhen had always disliked him, and Wang is sure that after what happened, Lan Zhen must surely hate him. A part of Wang hoped that Lan Zhen is merciful and pretends it didn't happen. That maybe this thing, this slip doesn't have to change anything. They can just carry on as usual. Wang wants to believe that. He really does, even as he grabs his dirty clothes and puts them on his bed. As he places the jacket with a lingering scent of sandalwood on his pillow, he hopes he can forget, even as part of him holds on to whatever remnants of that night he can get his hands on. It was his first time, after all. He wonders if he was also Lanjun's first. With how he is, I doubt that Buddy Duddy had even kissed anyone before last night. Not that Wang himself has any room to judge. He believed himself a romantic, waiting for the right person to come along. I never would have imagined my first kiss would be Lanjun. He burrows back into the bed and moves his blankets and pillows so he can settle comfortably on it. He doesn't feel like eating. He wants to stay in bed all day, to forget what happened the night before. He also doesn't want to forget. Are you coming down for breakfast or not? Zheng Zheng asks as he nears Weying's room and stops at the doorway. I'll come down in a bit! Weying says distractedly as he fluffs his pillow for the millionth time. It's too flat. Maybe he should buy a newer fluffier one with his next allowance. What are you even doing? Toss those dirty clothes in the basket. They smell gro- Zheng Zheng tries to say as he reaches forward to grab the clothes he wore to the party and Weying feels panicky. Wei, don't! He begs pathetically and Zheng Zheng frowns in confusion before shrugging and turning away. <sighs> Whatever, dude, but mom's gonna get pissed if you don't clean your room, he says, and leaves Wang to his messy bed. Wang looks around himself and grimaces at the chaos, but he feels hesitant to fix it. It feels comfortable, and he's emotionally compromised so he thinks a day of sulking is well-deserved. He can always do it later. Come Monday morning, Wang has still not cleaned his room and he not only feels miserable, he's also dreading seeing Lin Zhen again. Zheng Zheng drives him to school and Wang can barely manage to get out of the car. He's terrified of whatever will happen even though he knows he can't really put it off. He walks towards the hallway lockers, to the one belonging to Lin Zhen, and sees him standing there. The older boy's face is blocked and Wang is stuck in place. He doesn't know what to say. How does one even apologize after something like that? He wonders, while his mind goes on and on in circles of fear and dread, the clock keeps ticking. Suddenly, Lanjan is standing right in front of him, 
the locker door closes. Wing swallows. Uh, Lunjan, I. About Friday night. He begins to say when Lunjan frowns. What about Friday night? Lunjan asks, and Wang feels like he's losing his balance. Is Lunjan pretending it didn't happen? He wonders. It makes his heart beat uncomfortably. There's an ache in his chest. Isn't this the best case scenario? Why does it feel so wrong? Wing tries and fails to say anything for a few moments, but decides to save Lin Jun some face and smile at him. Uh, nothing. It was just surprising to see you there, that's all. Didn't think you'd party with the rest of us mere mortals. Wang teases, and Lin Jun glares. Ridiculous, he mutters as he turns heading straight to his class. Wang watches him leave and feels a smile fall. This is a good thing. He tells himself. He shakes himself off and makes the decision to take a page out of Lunjun's book and not let a single night change anything. They were never really friends, but they can remain cordial. That's enough for two people who are no more than classmates. The rest of the day passes by in a blur. Wang acts the same way he usually does. He bothers Zheng Tung, laughs, and smiles at everyone. He even winks at Lunjun once when he catches him looking at him. Yet, yet it feels off, off-kilter, and unmoored. He has to force himself not to wince when Zhengcheng calls him ridiculous, not to react when Nei Sung whines about being left by himself during the party, and not to feel dejected when Lanjun glares at him for being shameless. The worst part, however, is how impulsive he feels. A part of him urges him to go near Lanjun, to get close. He knows that keeping his distance is the right thing to do, that Lunjan has the right idea pretending that nothing happened. But Wang somehow wishes he would say something, if only so he would have the reassurance that he's not the only one feeling weird about it. He battles himself about it all day, so much so that Zheng Zheng jokingly asks him about it. How come you aren't bothering Lan Wanji like usual? Did you finally get some common sense? He asks with a snicker. Wang smiles, even though his chest feels tight. He laughs it off. <laughs> uh, I'm just being magnanimous and giving him a break today, is all. Nei Waisung narrows her eyes at that, but Wang shrugs and the topic is quickly changed to how Zheng Cheng barely talked to Wen Ning all night. His sister's scary, all right? Nei Waisung and Wang tease him mercilessly. Later that day... Wang and Waisung walk to the gym to wait for Zheng Cheng to get out of basketball practice. Wei Xiong, thanks for agreeing to tutor me today. Dugga will break my legs if I flunk this history test. I doubt he'll break your legs. He might take away your phone, though. Wang says teasingly, and laughs when Omega lets out a distressed scent. That's worse, he screams, which only makes Wang laugh. He's still smiling when, in the distance, he sees Lanjun standing in a corner talking to someone. Hey, Neixiang, who's that? He asks as he stares at the duo who are too far apart to really notice them. Oh, Shin... No, wait, Shinshu. She's an Omega that transferred mid-semester. She's a grade below ours. Neixiang quickly explains before diving into some gossip about how the girl's somehow related to Jin Shijuan or something. 
Wang, however, finds that he cannot pay attention to any of it. The girl seems to be asking Lanzhan some questions, and Lanzhan seems to be answering them politely. As in, he's not glaring or ignoring her. As in, there's an Omega near Lanzhan, and the Alpha isn't bothered by their presence. No curt dismissal or indifference. Wang is perplexed by the scene. Anyway, she's pretty quiet and sweet, or so I've heard. Nothing at all like her half-siblings, a Sung finished saying, but Wang can't hear past the ringing in his ears. There's an ugly feeling making his stomach churn. To see Lan Jun, who Wang hasn't managed to get close to no matter how hard he tried, being friendly towards another Omega makes him inexplicably angry. To watch the Alpha, who a few nights before had called him his, be friendly to another, leaves a vile taste in his mouth. Wang is brought back to reality by Nei Waisung's sudden gasp. Wang turns towards his friend, ready to ask them what's wrong when he notices the Omega's wide-eyed stare. Wei Shang, are you an Omega? They ask in a low voice, making Wang freeze. What? How did you... Wang tries to ask when his friend grabs his arm and pulls him into a bathroom. I had never gotten a whiff of your scent before. Do you normally use scent blockers? I don't, but I have some in my bag. Do you need some? His friend asks as they rummage around their bag. Wang wants to deny it and say that he doesn't have a scent, that he's never had one, but he finds the words dying on his tongue. He takes a scent blocker that Huaisung offers him. Huaisung, I don't normally... Others don't know that I... He starts to explain, but Nei Waisung pulls out their phone and weighs him off with her free hand. Don't worry, Weishang. If you don't want people knowing you're an Omega, then that's your choice. Plenty of people hide their second genders with scent blockers. It's fine, they say. Wang feels incredibly grateful that his friend assumed Wei Ying was simply hiding it and not that he had never presented. <sighs> it would be tough to explain. Especially when Wang doesn't want to. Specifically because he still doesn't accept it. Because if he does, then it means that Wang has to identify as an Omega. It would turn his mess of comforting blankets into a nest. It would mean that his body reacted in some way to London's pheromones. That it's been that way since the party. Or maybe even longer. It would mean that Wang would need to acknowledge what happened that night. And he's not sure if he's able to. Because on a good day, it's a slightly embarrassing anecdote of how he lost his V-card on a drunken hookup. On a bad day, it's a day when he lost control of himself and did something unforgivable by taking advantage of someone. But if he allows himself to dream, it's the day when he wasn't just an Omega, but Lan Jun's Omega. An idea that is both exhilarating and terrifying in nature. It would mean that his need to bother Lanjun is rooted and based on some stronger instinct. One that makes him hope that the Alpha will notice him and choose him. That maybe, Wang likes the Alpha and hopes that his feelings may someday be returned. But he knows better. He knows Lanjun doesn't like him that way. In fact, some days it seems Lanjun doesn't like him at all. They stay in the bathroom long enough that when they come out, Jung Chung is already looking for them. They leave school together and Wang settles back into pretending everything's okay. That night after showering, Wang walks into Jung Yun Lee's room. 
He does the unthinkable and riffles through her stuff until he finds what he's looking for, scent-blocking patches. He takes a few and goes to his room. He'll have to tell the Jungs about the changes he's going through, get an appointment with a doctor, do all the responsible things one is supposed to do in order to better care for oneself. But too much has happened in a really short period of time. Wang just needs a few more days of normalcy before he allows his world to change again. For now, he can stay, weighing, the beta. The one who definitely didn't spend a night with Lanjan. For a few days, he can just be weighing, and no one needs to know that he has changed. And so, a few days turn into a few weeks, and before he knows it, it's been over a month and a half. Nay Waisung had a million and one questions for him, which Wang answered as best he could. When asked about his sudden lapse in pheromone control, he merely said, The stress of the end of senior year has thrown my pheromones out of whack. <laughs> On the question of why doesn't he tell people that he's an Omega, Ayo, that's too troublesome. I much rather than think I'm a beta, and that way they don't treat me differently. Nay Waisung then commented how that made sense especially since if people knew of Wang's gender, then they would probably question his closeness with Jung Chung. To that, Wang answered, Ew, in a fond way, but gross. The two laughed about it, and later on, Nei Waisung gave him two months' worth of scent blockers. I only use them during my heat and preheat, so I always have more than what I need, they said with a shrug, and Wang thanked his friend with a tight hug. He managed to act normally at home, if a little more subdued than usual. He was spending more time in bed and eating less. He was dealing with constant queasiness and lack of appetite. The sudden appearance of his omega instincts made him more susceptible to smells, and most were unpleasant. He longed for that sandalwood scent almost constantly, which was why he got into the habit of joining Jung Chung for every single basketball practice. He didn't go near Lanjan more than the usual wave and smile and casual call of his name, but he greedily checked him out whenever he played. He also lingered in the locker rooms in the hopes of getting a whiff of the alpha's pheromones whenever he changed out of his uniform. He sometimes felt like a stalker, but he couldn't help it. Lanjan's scent brought comfort, and he craved it. Zheng Chong had been annoyed at Wang's constant presence in the locker rooms, but was none the wiser about the real reason behind them. Nei Waisung was different. They had caught Wang staring at Lanjun on one too many occasions. Thankfully, they never asked, simply hid their smirk behind their iPhone and threw teasing glances at Wang, which he ignored. He knew better than to hope for more with Lanjun. He'd already had a taste of what they could be, and Lanjun made it clear that he was not interested. Of course, Nei Waisung didn't know that, and so the pointed glances and raised eyebrows continued. Now, Wang knows he needs to talk to a doctor sooner rather than later. Since that day in which his scent had made itself known and his status as an Omega had all but been confirmed, Wang's health has been less than ideal. The stress of the situation is probably aggravating it all, but still, maybe the doctor can help him deal with the fatigue and the queasiness that has been plaguing him for weeks. Which is why Wang misses basketball practice to instead hang out in the bathroom trying not to lose his lunch, a task which he is utterly unsuccessful at. He's been sick quite a lot decently to the point where even Jung Chung has even asked if he's dying. 
Wang rinses his mouth and throws cold water on his face before he walks out of the bathroom feeling even crappier than usual. He opens the door only to find Lenjun standing in front of him. He smiles and pretends to act normal in front of the alpha, even while his heart starts beating funny. <sighs> hey Lenjun, is practice over already? Not yet, but soon. Coach has the team running laps because they arrived late, he says, and Wang tilts his head and grins. But not you? He asks teasingly, and Lunjun looks away. I was on time, he states simply, and Wang feels incredibly fawn. The Alpha turns back to stare at him, and a minute frown forms on his brow. Wang, are you well? He asks, and Wang blinks twice at the question. Yeah, why? He answers reflexively, which only deepens the other teen's frown. You don't look too well. Lunjun answers, and Wang grimaces. Ah, oh, well, I've been feeling a little under the weather lately, and the food at the cafeteria today didn't really agree with me, he says right as he shivers. Another thing that has been off lately is that he has been feeling colder than usual, like his body forgot about temperature regulation. Lanjun sees this and raises his hand and places the back of it on Wang's forehead. The contact surprises Wang, and he all but flushes. Lanjun, what are you? You don't feel warm, the Alpha says, just as he pulls back his hand. Wang almost begs for him not to do so. A moment later, however, he's surprised once more when Lanjun reaches into his gym bag and pulls out a hoodie. One in a shade of light blue, which Wang has seen Lanjun wearing on many occasions. Here, use this. The gym is cold, he says, and holds out the garment for Wang to grab. Wang's own hoodie is in his bag. He could also ask Jung Chung for his. He reaches out and takes it. He smiles at Lan Jun, who nods before checking something on his phone and sighing. Oh, I have to go. Wang goes outside. Take care, Wang. Wang smiles and waves as he watches him go. Bye, Lan Jun. Thanks for the hoodie, he says and bites his lip when Lan Jun huffs. Once the Alpha is far away, Wang brings the hoodie to his nose and inhales deeply. The scent is soothing, and Wang can't help but be comforted by it. His nausea and overall crankiness is quickly forgotten. The next day, Wang apologizes to Lanjun about how he forgot to bring him his hoodie, and Lanjun assures him it's no problem at all, and that he's glad that Wang is feeling better. This is, of course, a lie. Lanjun's hoodie is now a part of Wei Ying's, not a Ness, slash Ness. Nei Waisung had been watching the interaction and quirked a brow as soon as Wei Ying sat at their usual table for lunch. Oh, are you and Lanjun friends now? Nei Waisung asks, with unhidden glee to which Zheng Cheng snorts. <laughs> You're right, this idiot wishes, he says, before realizing he forgot to grab a drink and walking away to get one. Wang stares at his food and has to turn away before he gags. He managed to keep his breakfast down, but it seems like lunch is a no-go. Wei Xiong, are you feeling sick? Maybe you should get yourself checked out. Nei Waisung points out, and Wang nods before his friend's next sentence makes him freeze in a seat. If I didn't know any better, I'd suspect all your nausea was actually morning sickness. Even though the comment was made non-committally and offhandedly, Wang feels all the blood drained from his face. In his refusal to give much thought to everything that's been happening to him, 
he had neglected to consider the obvious. They hadn't used protection that night. Weighing hadn't even considered it. And that's how suddenly a very scary possibility comes to mind. The possibility that Omegas can get pregnant, and that, for all intents and purposes, he is an Omega. Stick around for Chapter 3 of Choices You Can Live With. Written by Mia. Read by Jem Asteria. If you enjoyed this reading, I encourage you to follow me on Spotify or a platform of your choosing. You can also access this recording and the original story on AO3. I also encourage you to leave kudos on the original fic. Lastly, I encourage you to check out my new newsletter, gemisteria.substack.com, where I'll be sharing my personal gems about love and sex, fanfic favorites, BL, GL, and Dame book recommendations, and also behind-the-scene author spotlights for all the podfics I'm recording. <laughs>